What's up and welcome to another episode of the Grindline Podcast. We are back. You are listening to episode 94. And we're really sad today because uh, we're back because we have news. But the news that we have is not necessarily good. But I am joined by Ryan and Tyler. How are you guys doing uh, this fine evening? Everything still hurts, Greg. <laughs> Everything. We haven't changed. Nothing has changed. <laughs> no. There's well, still sadness for us because we're now going to go even longer without having to rock, watch the Red Wings, which we're going to get into. Yeah. Other than that, I'm pretty good because I got to go out, hang out with some friends and family over the weekend, went, did some boating, got burnt. My shoulders are hurting, but I'm drinking a beer again. So all is good, Tyler. Good. Um, well, I hate to say things are starting to get better here because the numbers just continue to rise, but the golf courses are now open. Um, so I've taken up golf. So that's, that's where I'm at right now. I have some friends that have kind of got me into golf and we've done some social distancing on the golf course. And, uh, for the most part, I've had a great time. And, um, I mean, this, this is obviously a terrible time and I'm pissed about the news tonight. I am happy to have hockey back at some point here, but uh, it's unfortunate that we're not going to see the Red Wings for, I would say, at least 10 months. Oh, I can't go that far. When did the, the season pause on yeah. Yeah. May 11th? When was the last Red Wings game? Oh, I don't it remember. It's May on my 11th. DVR. It was like a couple of days before that. I've been rewatching the Red Wings games that I have on my DVR just of because you have <laughs> my uh, well, my daughter will come up to me and she'll go Red Wings and I'll go, OK, I'll put on Red Wings. So I put on <laughs> hockey. She's two. She just turned two a couple weeks ago. But yeah, she'll come up and she'll ask me for hockey. So I put it on. But well, uh, she's going to like hockey just like we all do. Exactly. And I will make sure that happens. <laughs> But and you know what you tell her, Greg, when, when she gets older, you tell her, you know how you like, you know how you you got into hockey? It was during the middle of a pandemic. Exactly. And, and you told me to put the, the pre the games on the pre-recorded games on. Uh, but that's kind of what we're going to start tonight with. So today it was announced by the terrible, terrible Gary Bettman, um, which there are people that like him and that's fine. But I, I, I absolutely hate the man um the the impish gremlin but pretty sure he's booed worse than goodell which is in its own it's a, a feat it's a feat because there are more football fans but the oh, nhl yeah. fans tend to boo louder i don't um, think goodell's as bad as everyone thinks he is to be honest it's, with you. it's just it's it goes with there. the territory but he is hands down in my opinion far worse than roger goodell here's the thing with gary bettman i'm no gary bettman fan so don't don't think that that's where i'm going with this but Gary Bettman has gotten a league from a league that was like not dying. Obviously the NHL was never dying, but from some teams in financial terribly situations to a league that pretty much profits from every single team outside of maybe the Arizona coyotes and the Florida Panthers. I mean that in itself. Now he's gotten Vegas who obviously, you know, they, they got off to a great start. So, I mean, yeah, they have a fan base. And Seattle, who's coming into the league, I mean, they went from what when he inherited the league, what did they have? Twenty-five teams? Maybe, maybe less. And now there's gonna be thirty-two in a couple of years. I mean, the Tyler, I could tell are, you any monkey obviously... any monkey with a top hat probably could have done what Gary Bettman has done. Yes, yes, absolutely. But where he needs to be given credit is where he brought some of these these franchises to these sunbelt sure. places okay. now obviously florida hasn't worked out but tampa bay has san jose has nashville has dallas has all of these places i mean i'm not going to give gary bretman credit for all of these but he said that hockey will work in a market that's not a quote-unquote traditional hockey market sure and for that he should be given credit sure so we'll talk about this at the end and we'll talk about why won't gary bettman let arizona die but we'll go into kind of what he announced today. And <clears throat> it was kind of a, we all got real excited up until a couple tweets leaked out their plan on what he was going to announce. But Gary Bettman did announce an end to the regular season. So that means we will not see the Detroit Red Wings play hockey until much later this year. But he also announced kind of what a return to play would look like. 
if and when it does happen, it will happen. Uh, I don't think it's an if anymore. They've pretty clearly said that it's going it's going to happen. So what he announced was that there will be a best of five play in round before the actual playoffs happen. So the play in round now they can't call it playoffs because if they call it playoffs, the Pittsburgh Penguins would lose their first round draft pick and they just can't let that happen. So the play in round now, not playoffs play in round. And I don't think this has been made clear to a lot of the teams because the Columbus blue jackets tweeted a picture earlier and is like playoffs round, uh, like playoff round. And I'm like, it's not playoffs. Don't call it that because the NHL didn't call it that. But here's how your play in round looks. You've got, the Toronto Maple Leafs versus the Columbus Blue Jackets. I feel like that could be a pretty good matchup. It could, sure. You've got the Pittsburgh Penguins versus the Montreal Canadiens. You've got the New York Islanders. Uh, New York Islanders. Islanders. You you've got the, really emphasize on that one. You've got the New York Islanders against the Florida Panthers. The Carolina Hurricanes against the New York Rangers. The Calgary Flames against Winnipeg Jets. The Edmonton Oilers against the Chicago Blackhawks. The Vancouver Canucks against the Minnesota Wild and the Nashville Predators against the Arizona Coyotes. Now, those are your play in rounds. You've also got the teams that get buys so they don't have to play um, in the first kind of go around. And that is Boston, Tampa, Washington, Philly, Dallas, Vegas, uh, Colorado and St. Louis. They all get buys. So, sure, all well and good hockey. We get more hockey. These play-in rounds are going to maybe be even more intense than some of the actual playoff matchups because they're playing uh, for the right to get into the playoffs where they may not have had that chance before. Um, These are bubble teams. Yeah, and it's best of five, so it's going to be even rougher. And these are play-in teams that, uh, like I said, maybe would not have had the chance before to get in. Someone like a Chicago um, now has a chance to really push really hard. They may have been a few points out and now they they have a real chance at making it, which is awesome. And I love it. And there was a whole phased plan announced and we aren't going to see this until probably early July, uh, mid July, something like this. But it all went south from here. So I think first we're going to I kind of want to gauge your guys' reaction to how they're doing this, this 24 team. And it Sportsnet puts it out there as 2014 playoff, but it's not. We can't call it. that. Why do, why do people keep calling it that? I, I don't know. And teams are calling it that, too. And it's because Just what I might the, as well be. That's what it is. Well, it's not. Here's it's why it's not. not. So if it was the Pittsburgh Penguins would lose their first round draft pick because they traded it away, but the caveat in the trade was that if they make the if they don't make the playoffs, then they can push that to 2021. Now, such crock shit. Yep, and we'll talk about this too. They cannot call it playoffs because there are trades that hinge on teams making the playoffs or not. So I kind of want to get your guys' reactions to the the proposed format. Not proposed; it's the approved format now of how if the season comes back or if the NHL play resumes, how it's going to happen. I just want to make note and let it be on record that every time you say playoffs, you sound like Jim Mora and it's, it's absolutely hilarious to me. So there's that. Okay. Thank uh, you. <laughs> playoffs playoffs. I don't even know how to begin to talk about this thing. I mean, yeah, it's great. Hockey's coming back, but like to think that that a team like Pittsburgh, a team like Edmonton again, or the Maple Leafs who ha- happen to have an off season to start or off year at the beginning of the year and just look stupid under Babcock and then finally got their shit together. Like to think that those three teams, if they don't make it through this plan, have a shot at the top pick. Yeah, granted, that's where yes, we're going to go after this. Where are we starting at? Do you like the format? No. You, you don't like the format at all? No, I don't. I don't think I don't like the 2014 team playing bullshit. The fact that there's not going to be all the teams are not going to be playing each other. Like if you're going to give all these teams buys, 
so they're going to be dead legged coming in against teams that could have already been playing three, five games, depending. Yeah, it's great for the teams. if So you have a, a Montreal team that just so happens to beat Pittsburgh. And then they come in and they're fresh and on their high horse right now. And then they manage to knock off Boston and, and Tampa. Like, but it's a team that should have never been there in the first place. Yeah. I would say the so, same thing with, with a matchup like Edmonton, Chicago is kind of a, a toss up. I mean, Nashville, Arizona, it, it, it makes some yeah. interesting matchups, but I mean, I'm I'm not opposed to a 2014 playoff if the result did not completely destroy the draft lottery. Yeah, I like the format, to be honest with you. <clears throat> I don't like what it does to certain things like the uh, draft lottery and all that stuff. But as far as returning to hockey, I hate to say this because I don't want to sound like an idiot or anything like that, but. Desperate times call for desperate measures. I know everyone said that, but it's the truth. Nothing's going to be perfect. Uh, it didn't matter if Gary Bettman came out and said, hey, look, Stanley Cup playoffs are as followed. We're going to do the 16 teams. And if there's two teams that are tied with points, we're going to do a one-game tiebreaker. Boom. But you know what? At the end of the day, Gary Bettman and the NHL and the NHL Players Association are trying to regain as much money as possible this is what people have to understand. They're trying to th – that's why they even are bringing 24 teams into this fold. Otherwise, they could just do 17, 18 and be done with it. But the reason they're doing this 24-team playoff not, is not because it's the, the integrity of the game and because it's, it's you know, making more teams have a chance at this. It's not that. It's money. It's trying to regain lost revenues for the 189 games that were left of the NHL season when the season was put on pause on March 11th. That's that's why that they are trying to elongate this kind of thing here. That's why there's 24 teams in this um, resume to play, because that's what I'm calling it. I'm not calling it a playoff. It's not a playoff. The playoffs is going to be 16 teams, just like the regular Stanley Cup playoffs, and that's what it's going to be. Where I don't like this is now – I have a lot of people around me that are Bruins fans. So, you know, you guys all know I live in Boston or close enough to Boston. So people are pissed here. And I, I don't blame them, to be honest with Pe you. Wait, 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 wait. People in Boston are mad that they get a buy directly into the playoffs? You get a buy, but you don't get the first. If if Boston goes 0-4 in those games, they have the round-robin games. If they go 0-4, they're the fourth seed. They should be the one seed no matter what. They won the President's Trophy for no, Christ's sake. No, I'm pretty sure they're the one seed. Then what is this round-robin format for? Oh, yeah. No, they're not the no, one seed. No, they're not the first seed. <laughs> People are pissed. People are pissed here, and, and they have a right to be pissed. Usually, I'm just like, you know what? Nah, the Bruins fans are going to whine. They're going to whine no matter what. But they have a point here. They were much better than most teams in the NHL. Now, I don't know exactly how many points they were up. I'm trying to bring it up here. How many points they were up on everybody else? Yeah, they had 100. Tampa Bay had 92. And then I think the closest in the Western Conference was 94, which was uh, the St. Louis Blues. So they were pretty much better than most teams by at least six points. How the hell did they not get the first overall point? seed yeah and at least the eastern conference that so, it doesn't that doesn't add up to me so what they're doing is, and tyler brings up a good point the top four teams in each conference will play a round robin to determine their seating um it, which doesn't make any sense at all uh bettman clarified any ties in the round robin would be broken by giving the edge to whichever team had the higher points percentage in the regular season that to me doesn't matter um you you just should see the top point getters in order, the ones that are getting yeah, buys. That I can't believe the teams agreed to this. To be well, honest, they're making it. I feel that. like he took something that could have been real, real easy, and just NHL'd the crap out of it. That's why I said yep. earlier, the NHL are the Detroit Lions of professional sports leagues. They always find a way to mess something up. They're bad at communication. They're terrible at marketing. They're I think they've been better at communication than 
but, but clearly with this whole thing clearly not because Columbus earlier like I said Columbus tweeted out uh playoff 2020 Stanley Cup playoffs Columbus versus Toronto that you're not in the playoffs yet you haven't won anything yeah, it's a play in I agree with that but for the most part Gary Bettman and Bill Daly and all the guys from the National Hockey League have made themselves available to the media you know, obviously via Zoom and stuff like sure. that. But I mean, they have made themselves available. They should be given credit for that. I agree. I sure. Agree. Okay. But if you, if the first people you're supposed to communicate to is your teams and you can't even make your messaging clear, you're bad at communication. They're bad at communication. They're bad at marketing. They're bad at player safety. They figure out a way to mess absolutely everything up. They don't, they are trying to be a, a advanced league. They're trying to get out in front of everything, be the first people to come back, first people with a solid plan. But then you make everything so convoluted that it doesn't make any sense. Like half the stuff they're doing, they didn't have to do. You're right, Tyler. They didn't have to do a round robin for seeding. Well, you know it should what? have I'll been Boston, Tampa, Washington, Philly. There you go. I'll tell you one thing, though, Greg, with that and, and the reason that they did it. I don't agree with the reason they did it. But the reason they did it is they have those those teams that are doing the play in the five game play in mm-hmm, series. Sure, but th- so those are presumably going to happen. Uh, no, they are going to happen before the regular Stanley Cup playoff, yep. the sixteen team format. So those teams like Boston, Tampa Bay, what is it, Philly, and uh, who's the other team, Washington? Yep, those teams just get to sit sit around. So th- they're just doing that so those teams get to play. Well, let them scrimmage. Let them scrimmage exactly. Have them play the teams that aren't going to be in it. Give yeah, give the seven teams that that. are out of the playoffs some some games to get warmed up or get back into shape or whatever. Give them exhibition. Do it like the freaking piece preseason. Just have have throw a partial roster out there. Get them some ice time. I'd be obviously they're not going to go crazy. That you can get that working. I'd be glad to watch the Red Wings get their ass kicked by Philadelphia. Who cares? I just don't understand. I know they they did it because they just want to put more games on TV, all that. I I Fine. guarantee you every single one of these games is going to be on NBCSN or like the NBC Family Network Great. or whatever. But but why make it count for something? But yeah, exactly. Why They've already it, done they their job. They just NHL it, like you said. So it's it that is confusing to me why they did that, and it's so you'll have your winner of. Columbus, Toronto play one of Boston, Tampa, Washington, or Philadelphia, whoever wins the round robin because they had to make it confusing. They couldn't have just made it simple. Like we all looked at this on Friday night when we all when we all got that news. And I'm sure we all looked at this as like, okay, well, that's that's simple. Boston plays the winner of Toronto yep. and Columbus, and that's Great. that's it. That's would have been fine. Boom. Tampa would have played uh, the winner of New York and Florida, or the Islanders in Florida, Washington would have played the winner of Carolina and the Rangers, and Philly would have played the winner of Montreal and uh, Pittsburgh. But they had to make now that would have been awesome because you could have potentially saw a Pittsburgh Philadelphia matchup like we all wanted. But Wait, it's, you still can, though, can't you, you? You can, but it depends on the round robin. The other thing I don't understand, they come out with this plan, but then after like the what is it no after they they've figured out like what the stanley cup playoffs are they don't know if it's going to be bracket or reseeding how do you not know that i think i think they said they weren't reseeding no um, they gary bettman on tim and sid and on sportsnet said that he's not sure yet he said that's still being um discussed with the players association because well, they're getting out ahead of themselves they're trying to be the first league to release news that's what it is but the the worst part of about they this fucked it up again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, how do you not know they if stumbled you're up to the podium? Receding, just pick one or the other. What does it matter? Well, they're going to reseed. For, no, they the said Franks they don't are, know yet. They don't know if it's going to be bracket or receding. They said they don't know that. He said it on Tim and Sid today, uh, Gary Bettman, and that was after the whole thing on NBCSN, NHL Network, Sportsnet, TSN. Again, they cannot get their messaging straight. They're bad at communication. But, but I bet they're the first league back on the ice. Oh, of course. But the worst part about this, the absolute worst part about this. So we went on cautious optimism about maybe they would reset the lottery 
back to what was it 2001 where yeah it was around that time frame before they brought in all the bullshit where the you would only they'd only do a lottery for the first overall pick the that team could only move up a max of four spots and all would be right with the world so we're like okay maybe the red wings will be guaranteed pick one or two it'd be phenomenal we'd get lafreniere or byfield or stutzel or whoever eiserman wanted and all would have been right with the world but we went into it with cautious optimism knowing that again the nhl could screw this up so apparently teams like uh like montreal like chicago complained that they would not get a fair chance at the number one pick. But this was not a committee decision. This was an NHL decision. The committee could not hold. There was no vote, no vote required to change the draft lottery rules. That was completely a leaked decision. So today it comes out that, and I'm going to pull this up because this is, again, making everything confusing and convoluted. They're going to move to a maybe two-phase draft lottery. So here's how it's going to shake out. The Red Wings will still have their 18.5% chance to pick number one. Um, Ottawa gets a 25% chance to pick number one because they hold picks two and three in the lottery. Uh, Followed by L.A., Anaheim, New Jersey, Buffalo. Cool. So we go back to our, before they even mentioned maybe changing the lottery, our normal way of picking. Which would have been okay if they didn't move into the world's dumbest part two. (laughs) So, out of the 24 teams that now get a playoff chance, uh, the eight that are eliminated from their play-in games will drop into the draft lottery. So what you may see, and this is part of the reason they can't call the first round playoffs. Pittsburgh had traded away their first round pick. And that pick is conditional on them making the playoffs or not. So if they called the first round playoffs, Pittsburgh's first round pick would go to Carolina. Since it is not playoffs, if they are eliminated, they can choose to push that pick back to 2021, giving the Penguins lottery odds, the seventh best team by points this season. The Pittsburgh Penguins could end up potentially with the first overall draft pick. You can add Toronto to that list because Toronto also has a lottery protected first round pick. That they traded, but it's lottery protected. And you could have the Edmonton Oilers back with the first round pick. Now, how this happens, and it gets even more confusing. So after pick se- after seven, the first seven that are not in the playoffs, Detroit, Ottawa, L.A., Anaheim, Jersey, Buffalo. That's only six teams, but it's seven picks because of San Jose's pick. Picks eight through five are are 8 through 15, picks 8 through 15 are unassigned right now. They are going to hold the lottery before the first round of playoffs happens. So if a a play-in team wins one of the top three spots, they have to have a phase two. What phase two does is it splits up and gives all the teams even uh, that are in the play in games, even odds at that pick so that no one tanks their play in game to get a top three pick. This is how convoluted they had to make this whole process, apparently. To where they just could have said, you know what? You guys all get a chance to play in for the playoffs. Why don't we just make it a lottery of the first seven teams are the the seven teams that are out. Why don't we just put them in a lottery and just you guys get a chance to go to the playoffs. And if you don't, you draft in your points position, whatever. But no, they have to go to a two phase plan to see who is actually going to get. So they'll have the initial lottery. And if a play in team makes a top three pick, they have to have a lottery again using reverse point percentages 
to see who gets that pick once teams are eliminated. So I guess my question is why? It, it doesn't make any sense. It does. It, again, this is the NHL getting in their own way. Why couldn't you have just done the eliminated seven teams and done a lottery based on that? Yeah. And then after that, the teams that were in the quote unquote playoffs. Okay. Well then too bad. You're in the too playoffs. Bad. You're in the, pl- this, it, it is what it is. This is the playoffs. We all know that this is the playoffs. We all know that this is what the NHL is feeding us. It's a 24 team Stanley cup playoffs, basically. So what are they going to do? Put on the ice, a play in, they're going to market it somehow, somehow terribly, but they'll market it. No, they don't have a mark. They don't market. They're terrible. They don't market. Well, you know what I mean. They'll come up with some the wild card, or they'll they'll they'll, they'll come up with the, something. The hunt for it. the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Guarantee but that's what they bring out. The playoff chase. No, no, no. What do they call it? The push to the playoffs. That's what they call it on NBCSN. Sure. I was watching some of the highlights of of the last game before the pause, and that was on NBC. It was like Chicago and Edmonton or something. And yeah, push to the playoffs. Yep. I I should be happy right now because hockey's coming sure. back. So. At the end of the day, I am happy that hockey's coming back, but I knew it that somehow that the NHL would find a way to screw the Red Wings over. And this is exactly what it is. Can we just stop here for a second? Okay, the Wings had 39 points. The next closest team in the Eastern Conference, actually in the National Hockey League, was the San Jose Sharks. Right? Yeah. Or was it? No, 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 no. It was the Ottawa Senators with 62 points. We were 23 points worse. And they give you... So Detroit has an 18% chance of getting the number one overall pick. Ottawa has a 15% chance. Well, with San, with San Jose's pick, they have a 25% chance. Oh, so they have a higher percent chance than Detroit does. Oh, yeah, because they yeah. own mm-hmm. pick two and pick three. Oh, right, right. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. But technically, it would be San Jose. Sure. Would be, okay. yeah, but they own both, so they have that automatically higher. So percentage. what they do is they dump in. The NHL wants Ottawa to succeed so bad. It's oh, yeah. funny, and that's why as soon as this was announced, Eugene Melnick is like, "Now we look forward to the draft lottery. The most this is going to be the most important moment in Ottawa Senators history." Too where bad they we don't get... have fans anymore because they yeah. traded everybody away. But at the end of the day, I mean, yes, they found a way to screw the Red Wings over. At the end of the day, I'm happy that hockey's coming back at some point. I know it's going to come back. They don't just come out with a format like this to scrap it all unless something horrific happens and this virus just goes crazy again, which, I mean, knock on wood, hopefully that doesn't happen. But, I mean, as as long as stuff stays status quo or starts to get better, I mean, I think we're going to see the Stanley Cup playoffs at some point this year or these playing games or whatever you want to call it. Ryan, lay your sadness on me. It's just total sadness. I, I didn't want to get my hopes up because I knew it would be too good to be true. Oh, yeah, exactly. If Detroit had the, one of the top two picks. It's not like they're going to get someone awful. No. Being at number four, which is the likelihood now. But just to think about, and I started going on my little rant at the start because I got wind and tunnel vision reading shit and I wasn't paying attention to what you're saying. <laughs> but uh to think that like Pittsburgh, how I said, or Edmonton could still manage to get a lottery pick out of all this bullshit. I really doubt that that happens, but the odds are in their favor is just, it's just like, what the fuck, man? It's I'm talking to Mario. We're messaging back and forth right now. And the, the thing that keeps bothering me the most is what the hell is there even a lottery for? Yeah. The well, way that the quote, NHL prevent tanking. Uh, whatever look at the nfl yeah exactly how often is the lions pick toward the top and then they're still the perennial dog shit pile of the nfl well look at the cleveland browns exactly so it 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 doesn't matter it's how your organization is going to be handled and how your coaching staff is assembled and how they can make your players better players don't play to lose yes so it's it i'm now to the point where the draft lottery it needs to be completely abolished. Go back to if you were the worst team, you've got the top pick, and that's all there is to it. You're going to see much more maneuvering, I think, that way, when it, how the teams handle the draft picks. 
it, it, we invo- we avoid the bullshit that we're talking about right now where a, a team that should be in the playoffs likely won't be in the playoffs with the chance now at getting a top three pick because the lottery benefits every other team more than the top two teams. I don't think I don't think there should be any world where a team like the Red Wings, who had a total of 39 points, could potentially lose the first overall pick to a team like the Penguins, who had 86 points. 86 points. So you're going to tell me. In only 69 games. They still had freaking 12 games left. So you're going to tell me that if if they get eliminated from playoffs by some fluke by Montreal, which in any other circumstance would make me the happiest person on the planet if the Canadians in a playoff, a play-in format bounced Pittsburgh would be the be best, the best thing ever. But I'd be ecstatic. However, then I'd immediately realize and be sad again that Pittsburgh now has a chance at a top three pick to again, throw them into there. You, they were initially worried about a, a team getting the first overall pick or getting a top three pick and winning the Stanley cup. It's, I think it's just as bad to award a top three pick to a team with 86 points. who is the seventh best team in the league. Yeah, How is that parody? Absolutely no sense. How is There's that no parody? How well, is that? Well, making Crosby's almost, he's getting up there in age. He's got to, got to find that replacement, you know? So they're going to say that the Crosby draft was fixed. And if something crazy happens and Pittsburgh picks top three, oh man, are people going to say this draft is fixed? Or what if Chicago picks in that? In well, that same too? thing. I think what it is, is they had to try to find a way to take what they consider their golden markets and get them in both the playoff and lottery discussion to get them in both. Because it's what kind they of, don't realize. It's kind of a have your cake and eat it to situation. What they don't realize is the Red Wings for 25 years were a model franchise in the NHL. Yep. And people tuned in to watch the Red Wings and people would continue to do so. So I'm not saying rig this for the Red Wings. I'm not asking for any favors or anything like that. But if there was a team that you would want to see back in that discussion again, if I'm the National Hockey League, I would say Detroit should be in that discussion. And they're they an original six team. extremely well. Mm-hmm. Every time there's a Stanley Cup final, they're in the top five or six in, in markets of, of, you know, watched games. I don't understand. I'm not saying give it to them. I'm not saying give that to us. I'm not asking for any favors. I'm just saying. If there was a team that you would do that for, it's an original six, Detroit. One of the most well-traveled fan bases in the NHL. Storied history, a legacy. They don't think. That's the problem. They don't think. They think with their ass. They They baby Bettman's franchises. So Bettman loves the Penguins. Of course, they're going to get a little bit of help. Bettman, for some reason, it seems like the NHL favors teams like the Penguins. Of course, Bettman is going to always favor Arizona because it's his pet project. That's what I was talking about earlier. Arizona will never die. The Coyotes team no. will never go away because it's Bettman's baby and he doesn't want to admit that it failed, that it was a bad idea. Now, though. It, it, sure. Yeah. How long did that take? I mean, they they were drawing. Years. No, but they were drawing a couple of years ago when they were in that western conference final against um the Kings. they, they don't were drawing that entire year they don't they have the a fan base no they you picked s- a terrible location for their arena they no they one wanted to, to go to games arena. no one wanted to they go to do- games the people in 90 percent of the people in the desert don't care about hockey vegas is more vegas a brand new team in a city where it's mostly tourists has a better fan base than Arizona. It just doesn't work. They don't care, but Bettman will never let that franchise die. And because he would then have to admit that it was a mistake and he won't do that. So as much as you can praise Gary Bettman for raising revenue and whatever, I'm telling you, you could have brought in any, any commissioner 
probably could have done what he's done with the league and how sports as a whole have taken off since he took up he also the, wanted to fuck up the espn tv deal yeah so it's sure. it to me everything <clears throat> that they've done since the season went on pause has been terribly calculated taking so long to make an announcement was terrible saying we're going to make an announcement in a week and then a week later saying eh, another week to 10 days and then coming out with the most convoluted system just to maybe appease a few teams because they were mad that they were going to possibly be screwed out of a lottery pick. But now they're going to get a chance to be in the playoffs or in the lottery. How does that help? I Then you go the opposite way. I'd be pissed off if I was a lottery team and you tell me that oh, Toronto, Edmonton or Pittsburgh could could potentially get the number one pick instead of you. How does that yeah, not piss joke. off more people? No, it's a joke. How does that help grow your game? It doesn't. How does continually giving top picks to teams that, one, don't deserve them, don't need them, or squander them away help you at all? It doesn't. It doesn't help you. And it pisses off more people. It doesn't expand your fan base. It actually is going to make you start losing fans because, I mean, what hope is there? Say I'm the Red Wings and they're bad for another five seasons because lord help us we could be and that entire time we pick fourth every time how does that help i mean it helps but it doesn't help and relaunch you as fast as number one or two could like they need they need to also land then they'd have to land like a, a top tier like franchise changing player in free agency like an austin matthews but that ain't gonna happen no because now players are getting locked up for longer on bigger contracts. So mm-hmm. you're going to, at some point, middling teams are going to middle forever unless you change the lottery to something like people suggested the gold standard, which um, to sum it up quickly, once you're eliminated from playoffs, you try to win as many games as possible to accumulate points. And then you you draft in point order after elimination, which is fine. That's better than the dumb lottery that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but I'll tell you one thing. I like the lottery more than I like <clears throat> more than I like just the worst team gets the first overall pick. I don't like that either because you know what? That promotes tanking. It doesn't. Tanking. Tyler, it, does it doesn't. Hold on, Greg. Hold on. In Major League Baseball, now I know it's a different league. Completely. You can't trade picks in Major League Baseball. But still, the worst team gets the first overall yeah. pick. Now you have all. There's also a million and a half rounds. Half the league is tanking every year. They've also got a billion teams. Tyler, look at football. Look at football. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Worst picks first. How many overall? How many really high picks have the Browns got? And how much have they won? How much has it helped them? That's true. Look at the Lions. Look at the Lions. I mean, look at the Cardinals. It's helping them recently, but there's. It doesn't promote tanking. Even in baseball, players, I mean, look at the teams baseball, that have. It definitely does, the though. players don't play to lose. Yeah, but with baseball, though, those those teams that were bottom of the barrel came back to be one of the some of the best teams in the league. Look at the Plus, Tigers yeah, back in 04. Yeah, but baseball. It took the Tigers also, two years. Doesn't baseball have like a twenty round draft? Yeah, Plus, well, yeah. They, they, because they have yeah. three different minor leagues, or four different minor leagues. They've also got but, two different leagues within one league. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you, you yeah, look at the Cubs, what they did through the draft because they were absolutely terrible. Then they made some. Well, there was a couple moves. years there. Yes, there was. There look was at the Tigers, what there. they did through all those years. They they between drafting and then huge free agent acquisitions. Granted, yes, baseball has the the capital to do it because if I'm remembering correctly, there's no salary cap. Nope. They can no. spend whatever they no want to spend. there's no floor either, which hurts baseball more than anything. Sure. Which is where you, you can relate it like... directly to what Detroit used to do, where they were told, said they used to buy their teams back in the late 90s to get finally in, in, into the playoff contention and win those cups. But it, Tyler, it all comes it, down it flips to the league. bad team should be cheap. You should never be a bad team with a high salary. That's terrible. Yeah, but you should be a bad team and still be competitive. Sure. You should and be able to put is the most way. competitive. No, you should be able to put the most competitive product on the field or on the ice as possible. 
and in, I'm not speaking for hockey. I'm speaking for Major League Baseball. Do you think the Detroit Tigers go out on opening day and think they're going to make the playoffs? No. Well, Does ew. the Kansas City Royals go out on opening day Kauffman Stadium and think, oh, boy, we have a shot at the playoffs this year? No. Same with Baltimore. Now, I know this isn't a baseball podcast. I'm just kind of making a comparison. It I mean, you're telling me game. that all these guys that are professional athletes are going into game one of the season thinking, I can't wait to miss the playoffs this year. No, Tyler, I'm not I saying think... that, but I mean, you're looking at the division and you're like, oh man, we got the Red Sox and Yankees in the division. We have no chance. Well, that's because I, mean, I would say bad. most players, that's going to be a motivator. Here's, here's the they thing. They know what they've got to deal with, but they're going to, they're still going to go out there and play. There's going to be a point. Yeah. In the season where they go, oh shit, we're, we're, we're pretty much SOL at this point. Then Yeah. That's where it's going to be. You lose multiple games in a row. That's going to hit you. Look at the red, what that did to the Red Wings this year. Comparing the first yeah, hot true. first couple games, then they finally reality kicked in, and then things went downhill. Injuries piled on, and then it was shit. It's what I, we expected. I think for the most part, guess, comparing baseball to hockey is like comparing apples to oranges. But mm-hmm. comparing true. athletes, athletes are not going to play to lose. No, but they're. They can the only, management decisions can make them play to lose. Sure, but yeah. the the players themselves can only play to the their maximum skill level. Mm-hmm. Which look at the Tigers; they're going into what the second, um, second year of picking first overall, or mm-hmm. in the really top high picks. They're not going to be good for another two three years. No, so it's, but when they finally get there, it's going to be because of how bad they were, which sucked. Exactly. But they've got some out there. There are farm systems outstanding right now. It's not it's top five, depending on which level you're looking at. But just, that's what they had to do. I think the main point is the lottery in its current incarnation is terrible. It does not help anyone get better. And because it keeps awarding middle-ish teams or middle to low teams with high picks that don't pan out for what they're doing. So keep sure. Keep giving New Jersey high picks. What's what's Jersey done with Nico. He's What, right. what is, what they is happening there? They get PK and yeah, it's Hughes. just nothing is happening. Nothing good is happening really. So, there's no point in doing this lottery if the teams are not going to get any better. And yeah, but then if you look at it's it's one thing if you look at like New Jersey, but then you look at teams like I don't know. I mean, Edmonton start from Edmonton. Yeah, there's one Chicago one. You know, they had it with Patrick Kane back in what was that 2007. Well, it worked out um, for Chicago. It yeah. hasn't worked out for Edmonton. No, it worked out for Pittsburgh. Did it not? A lot of it has well, to yeah, do two also top three with picks management. Years. So the team's management has to be good. Edmonton forever had terrible management. Mm-hmm. I guarantee yes. if the Red Wings, the Red Wings got Lafreniere, and next year, I mean next year because it, he'll be in his first year, we'd be toward the bottom again, probably the third worst maybe, and we get another top five pick. I mean the next year we're probably a bubble team. We're probably really close to the playoffs. How would that hurt us? And how does that not create more parity in the league? How does that that not make the league as a whole better or grow the game when you take a bad team and make it better and get them more fans? I guarantee you if you took a team like Arizona who was bad forever and gave them a number one pick and then maybe the next year gave them a number, they got a number three pick or a number four pick and they would just keep getting better, restocking their system, getting more players in. And then you would have consistently different playoffs, maybe consistently different winners because you, you created parity. What if they would have landed Austin Matthews? Sure. Oh, but- if, if, it, if he goes to Arizona, then it's huge. Then to Greg's point earlier, the pet project out in Arizona actually pays off because you have a hometown boy going to his home team. And that's just going to make things go through the roof there. And with the way that Ch- Chaika, Choika, Chaika, Chaika, yeah, yeah, the way he's been running the team, I mean, he's trying to put them on the map. So he, the management's there. They give these that a team like that the players, and they can make some noise. But is it going to draw the fans in? Look at what Florida did. How good they were the last two, three years. They finally started getting some butts in seats, but then it fell right back off, even when they were good. Like, can you? How do you maintain that? It's because bad teams can't catch a break because of how the draft works. And 
and they keep I mean, they love using the word parody, but I think it's false parody. They're saying, oh, well, every team is so close. Well, no, maybe the top 15, top 20 teams are so close, but you're still missing the bottom portion of the league. Who's going to suffer if you keep drafting the way you're drafting? Mm -hmm. And the third worst team is picking eighth or so. It's, It's not helping bring that parody back no and i and it all circles back around to what happened today is you did not have to do this the way you're going to do this but because a couple a few teams complained you upend everything and was you it teams do, or a bunch of the national writers no i think it was they i heard that montreal complained that version complained and uh there were a couple other general managers that complained i think chicago was one of the other ones that oh well we don't want to lose our chance at a lottery pick well it was it was either do the 16 team playoff like normal playoffs and throw everyone in the lottery like normal or do the 24 team playoff having an actual 24 team playoff and do the don't just revert back to old lottery but instead they chose to do both and simultaneously piss off everyone Yep. So it to me makes no sense. They didn't have to make it that crazy or stupid, mm-hmm. but they went ahead and did it anyways. So uh, I think so the last thing, yeah, go ahead. You guys. What do you guys think of some of these doctors recommendations of how to bring hockey back? Like no scrums, no fights, no, they all know more than me. I'll leave I just, it at that. I, I, I can, I can hear that, but I just don't see the players association signing off on that. I mean, if they don't sign off on it, they're not going to be able to anyways. It's what those are recommendations. The league will take stuff to the players association. That's all it's going to be. That's all they can do unless they're not. You can't force them to strictly do it because then then they then you don't get a sport. The other thing that came out. I definitely understand no spitting and, you know, things like that. That that would be the hardest one to stop. Yeah. I'll tell you, you're probably not going to stop. That's any natural of them, instinct. Even if, even if you say, "Oh, no scrums," we're frowned upon scrum. It's the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's going to happen. Guys are going to come together. You're going to say, "Fuck you." You're Tyler. You're say something. I mean, you. the only one that has to worry about this is Brad Marchand. You know, those were proposed. Like those were not proposals. Those were just know, some overheard recommendations. And yeah. basically, Bill Daly said it's not happening. Yeah, as long as we don't have a bunch of people like Marshan going around licking people, I think they're they're going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you're getting that. Not, yeah, not this year, anyways. Well, so they said that this is going to take. They're probably going to do between twenty five to thirty five thousand tests. They're going to test the players every night and have results Good. by morning. And I mean, if they can pull that off, the more power to them. Exactly, that's fantastic. It's just going to cost a t- crap ton of money. Oh, hell yeah, because you, you, they're going to have to be paying it. That's so the teams themselves, you're going to have what, 25 players? Well, How, they, they said say the what the roster teams, sizes are going to be. They said the teams are going to pay for it, but eventually they'll be reimbursed by the league. So how many players is that? That's what are they? Did they announce that by chance? Mm, I think 50 people per organization yep. will be allowed in. So that sounds um, so yeah, that's half of that's players. Yeah. The rest of that's the coaching it's and staff. staff and management. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't sound like there's going to be expanded rosters or anything like that, but it's, it's going to cost. A so what do you do if a couple players get hurt though? That, that's what I would have liked to ask in that. Well, they're going to, they're going to have a, a large, it's going to be like a playoffs. They're going to have their roster set. That's where it sucks for the AHL canceling these, this out. Cause those guys are really going to get no ice time at all. So they're going to be the worst ones coming in. If it comes down to it. Yeah. That was one of the things that came out is like this left, this because we're so early in the process still this left a lot of unanswered questions that mm-hmm. we just won't know won't know what's going to happen until we get maybe another two to three weeks into this what do you think hockey looks back looks like when when it comes back you think it's just going to look very similar to what we remember well that's the what, i think the last last thing we're going to go into is that um so with this happening now you're probably not going to see an end of play on until maybe mid September, maybe October. Ish. Yeah, going in there. So, when do we see the next season? And one of the things today said, "Oh, we might not see next season until the Winter Classic." That the, could be the opening game of the year. Could be. I can't see that. 
simply because you chose to leave seven teams out, you can't have those teams sit for 10 months while other no. players are getting game shape. That's, they're playing games. That's what's going to happen, though. They're getting playoffs in. I think if you end in the beginning of October, you've got to start at the beginning of December. You give them a month and a half, two months off, and you've got to start. I mean, you've got to at least get the other teams in, in some training in something because letting them sit for 10 months, 11 months doesn't make any sense at all. So to go back real quick, Max retweeted Elliot Friedman. There's going to be two exhibition games per team since we are just talking about this. So I want to bring it up 28 skaters and as many goalies as you can carry the roster size could change, but that's the current discussion. I just wanted to mention that real quick. Cause I just came across it. Oh, okay. I was going back to Max's page for something real quick. So, yeah, sorry, I mean, you can replace players as much as you can, but goalies, you know, those are tough to come by. So, I mean, if you add what five goalies to the roster or, or at least have five goalies with you or four goalies, I mean, what are, what is the odds of, you know, two or three all of them getting hurt? God, someone called although, although David with, Ayers. Right. <laughs> yeah. But with, with everything, everything being equal here, I mean, players are going to be probably not in the greatest of shape. I mean, no. yes, they've been working out and, but I mean, who's to say there hasn't been some guys that aren't working out as much. Well, as that's why they're going to have well. a, a two, probably two to three week training camp before this all actually starts. Cause I mean, not, not to sound cocky for lack of a better term, but like, I played hockey my entire life. And if you don't skate for, you know, you finish the season in April, you don't skate all summer long or you skate a couple of times. Then you get to training camp in the fall or you get to practice in the fall as a youth kid. You're dead. You're yeah. dead. 10 minutes in. Yeah. It's way different. Even if you've been working out, playing baseball, playing football, playing whatever, it's not the same as stepping on the ice. Your wind is just way different. You develop it just by skating. So, I mean, those players are definitely going to have to uh, get used to it again, for lack of a better term. Yeah. But to answer your question, Tyler, uh, if they start in, I guess it all depends on what happens between now and the start of the next season. Mm-hmm. If it mostly is gone and we're back to normal, normal ish, and we'll probably still be social distancing. I know there, I think there was a foot, there were football teams that are almost cutting their stuff in half, but it's, I think we're going to, we're going to see when next season starts, we'll most likely have fans and seats. It may be limited, but we'll have fans and seats. Um, yeah. it'll probably look like a regular Detroit game. Um, so I'd go with more like the Panthers. Sure. I think that'd be more appropriate. But yeah, yeah I but think you we'll... know what? That's better than nothing. That's <laughs> but, better than watching this Korean baseball with nobody in the stands. But they better. I mean, they're gonna have to start in in December. I think yeah. early December, or else you're killing P- those seven teams that for... are missing the playoffs. Yeah, the quote that Pierre had was Bettman's reiterating for the 2021. It could start as late as December, if not January, and that the, they would still try to play a full season. See, to me, for not, at that point, you do it like a lockout and you play a half a season, you get back on your schedule. They're not going to do or that. Or play three-fourths of a season. Yeah, but what they'll try and do is they'll try and start as quickly as possible and cram as much in as possible. Oh yeah. There'll be more can. games during the week. They won't cover the weekends. It's going to be just a, a logistical nightmare for most yeah. of these teams. Unless they're terrible. going like you know what? at That's home for bad, a week though. at a time. It'll be great That's for us, but it'll be terrible for them. No, totally. The, the, the reason I say that it's too bad. It's because you know what? There's a pandemic. Um, at that point, I don't know if the pandemic will be quote unquote over, but it'll be close to it anyways. And, um, that's too bad. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to have to, you know, go through things and people. Wait, are what's going too bad? Right. I'm confused. It's too bad that there's going to be, you know, a logistical nightmare. That, that's that's what comes with this whole thing. It's going to be one of those situations. Where I'm just talking about NHL, traveling. I'm not talking about okay. where they got to go. I'm talking about the teams having to get their shit together and playing four games in five nights in different cities. Hey. You know what? That that that's gonna come unless they're gonna do like pandemic basketball or even do where you do home and homes and then you go to another that hub city and do home idea. and homes. That could work. Where you're going back to back nights in one city and then you go to another one, or you play two nights in one city, then go two nights in another. 
Yeah, I mean, as well as they're trying to idea. rip off basketball stuff, they might as well keep doing it. So yeah, it's, I mean, if well, they want to do it that the, way, starting in January and doing a full season, that's the craziness they're probably going to have to do. Or maybe just doing Eastern Conference against Eastern Conference, West against West, and do no no inter no cross conference games. Yeah, right. Could be that would minimize that's what travel. They did or do one like here. You go to the you go to the West Coast. You'll play the three California teams in three nights because it's minimal travel. So yeah. speaking of, can we just relish in the fact that all three of those teams are not in the playoffs? Eh, it's good, right? But hockey yeah, works. We- hockey works in the warm <laughs> areas, right? Just give me hockey. That's all I ask. And it it's worked like out for down. Anaheim. I can't sure. say a whole lot about that. Um, but I uh, really quickly want to get your guys' final thoughts before we wrap up tonight, and we will start with Ryan. Hey, final thoughts are, <laughs> so <sad>. I think, <laughs> I don't know. It's, 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 it's nice to be back and actually have something to talk about. I think we could only beat the horse so much like we were. So we were off for like, I think of what a month. Yeah. About a month. Right around there. So it was actually, it was worse than the off season. I think. Yeah. At least in the off season, we get the rumors and, and the draft buzz and this and that. Yeah. But, we said it was going to get bad and it got oh. real bad. It has. I've tried to stay off social media in general, but that's another story in its own right. Um, It's nice that hockey's coming back in some fashion. It sucks for the teams that don't make it because, like you said, they're off for likely 10 months now, and it's terrible. But it's making its way through. The teams that are going to be playing, granted most of them may not have seen the – the end of the tunnel when it comes to actually making the playoffs, but they've got that hope as long as Pittsburgh doesn't lose out and or Toronto or, or Chicago or Edmonton, as long as those four teams win, I think I'll be happier knowing that they don't get a shot at the top pick again, but all we can do is just sit along for the ride and be happy that something's on, on the ice, whatever it's going to be, even though it won't be the Red Wings until likely next year. God damn, that's so long. (laughs) Oh, that got really sad all of a sudden. All right, I'm done. (laughs) Tyler. Well, my final thoughts are, I mean, the draft lottery pissed me off, but um, there's still a chance that we get the first overall pick or top two or top three, whatever. Um, I'm happy hockey's coming back Um, at some point. I know we're going to get it back. I've been really hopeful with this with the whole time here. And uh, I think it's starting to pay off. I think we're going to get some hockey, hopefully sometime in July. That will Final be a nice change. Are, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to like jump in, but that hockey in July will be pretty fantastic. I was thinking lie. that. And, you know, with the whole social distancing not going away, because it's not going away for a while. Here, I'll watch the shit but, out of it. I'm not, I'll tell you right now. But, Ryan, you said you hung up with some friends this past weekend, right? Oh, totally. Now, fast forward to July. You're going to be in Michigan. I'm sure that you guys barbecue outside. Oh, yeah. Barbecue I have two, a grill and a flat o'clock. top. You got a couple Stanley Cup playoff games at seven. God, that's, that's so perfect. Sounds great. I'm, I'm in. That's perfect. Yeah. I'm in. But the, my final thoughts are just just be glad hockey's coming back. Yeah, it sucks. Nothing's, nothing's the same. And I'm sure things will go back to somewhat normal at some point. But for now, we have, it sounds like we're getting hockey back. And I'm, I, I couldn't be more excited. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at SealDog91. You sounded like you had something else to say. No, nope. <laughs> he was going to keep going too. He, he ended up, he ended high, and I was like, "Is did he did his is mic he, just die? Is did he something done? just happen to Tyler? That? Did we lose no, Tyler? No, no, it's uh, fantastic. It was great. Uh, my final thoughts are that I am I am happy that hockey's coming back. I'm not necessarily happy at how it's all going to end up playing out, but um, I'm also happy that we're actually going to have stuff to talk about as we go because yes. there being seven teams eliminated you will start to see maybe some coaching changes maybe some management changes uh some team roster and then we still have with this to do you have something to say ryan yeah alibi on coaching but i can wait oh okay uh no do it do it now and then i'll finish well i was gonna say so speaking of coaching changes so because today is now officially the final day of the season the red wings have seven days to make the decision on jeff blashell yeah they'll i think they'll bring him back but, so, oh, I, I totally think they will too. But that was uh, Prashanth was brought that up. He was asked that today and retweeted Craig Custance's article from January about the coaching situation for, or what Blashell's contract situation is, I should say. 
So as of to starting today or tomorrow, the wings have seven days to make that official decision on bringing him back or parting ways. Sweet. So, um, sorry, didn't I, that reminded me when you said coaching and that's it. Yes. But, uh, uh, I think now that we've got some news, more will have to come out because we've got questions on free agency and on player signings and when contracts are actually going to end and, how all of this is going to play out. So we will have more stuff to talk about more frequently, which is great. Um, but you can follow me online at bringing the wing. You can follow the Grindline podcast online at Grindline pod. We like to give a shout out to founders who is the official beer of the Grindline podcast. They're doing some really cool stuff here. Uh, recently, they're also opened their Detroit tap room for curbside pickup uh, and beer ordering, which is excellent. Uh, you can, if you go to howieshockeytape.com and use promo code grindline, you can get 10% off your order. And if you use the same promo code at Bring Hockey Back, you can get 12% off your order. Uh, you can all also find our merch at redbubble.com by searching the grindline. But that's going to do it for us tonight. Uh, thank you guys for listening to us and following us through this whole pandemic. Uh, and we really appreciate it. But for <laughs> Ryan and Tyler, I am Greg. You say classy hockey tone.